I'm Rosa Mendez and I'm here at the number one Long Island broadcast, Monty Ferro. I have the best time ever! Hey, listen, Daddy. You're listening to the number one broadcast, Monty and Farrell, Daddy, in Long Island. The best pro wrestling broadcast of all time, I think. <laughs> Jimmy, I got to tell you, man, it feels good to be back on YouTube. It was uh, quite disappointing what happened to us, but we bounced back pretty fairly quickly. Well, what else would we do? We're almost at 5,000 subscribers. Well, speaking of that, man... Yeah. We need more members. Okay. What do you think we need to do to get the people of those 5,000 subscribers to come on and, and join the team as a Monty Nefaro member? Nudity is out of the question. Any other ideas? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I don't know. But what I, I do have a few ideas. Well, just like Prell, they should tell two friends, and they could tell two friends, and so on and so on. Hit the like, hit the subscribe. Check out all our content. But that's you know what? That's why you're you're the star of the show because guess what? Members get special content. Even we spoke about it. Farrell came to me one day and he goes, Man, what's the deal? I can't even watch some of these videos because I'm not a member. And I said, There you go, Farrell. You gotta be a member because this is what the members get. They get free content nice. that none of the other fans that watch this show get. That's right. You get Free autographs from some of these wonderful stars that come in, right? Nice. All you do is you go to the MNP webpage, or, right, our own page, yeah. and shoot us an email and say, hey, man, I want a picture of Tommy Rich. I want a picture of whatever. And, boy, that's we on its way. We give them their choice. That's right. We rock. We do rock. And you need to rock, too. Join. All right, welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestler broadcast, Monty Nefaro, only seen here out of Indie Music TV. At the board, back again. Not one time, not two times. Three times. Maybe four times. No, I do. Really? Abe, how are you, buddy? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Man, always good to see you, bro. Always good to see you guys. You may be the Monty Nefaro lucky charm. Abe. And he's honest. We're off to a good start. He's an honest Abe. He's honest Abe. Yeah, By the way, I... Let me tell you, my wife hates the movie Lincoln. I think I did tell you that, right? I don't think I saw that. Who played Lincoln? Oh, what's this? Uh, oh, wait a minute. It's the uh, Silence of the Lambs guy? No, no. It was oh, the, he'd make a terrible it was Lincoln. the dude from... Um... The guy from Star Trek? <laughs> Spock. The dude from gang, uh, gang... <laughs> gang, me, Gangs Spock. of New York. Oh, okay. Oh, I understand. Daniel, Daniel Day-Lewis? Yeah, Daniel Day-Lewis. Really? And he was bad? Yeah. That guy's a killer No, I, I actually, I'm a big Lincoln guy, okay. as you know. How does it end? Does he Help get shot? Help me, Spock. You know that, right? Help me, Spock. <laughs> but, but. Oh. <laughs> that prop, that harpoon in the back. It was a harpoon. Gotta give a little bit of credit. Oh, God. Those, the, the whole set, those rocks and everything like that. Those rocks that they stole from Cedarhurst paper. Too good. Party oh, warehouse. God. Oh, that's my God. That's great. That is great. 
Don't get me laughing. <laughs> Sorry. So it happens. Before we get to our special guest, um, oh, yeah. Something we've been covering for months. Okay. Uh, Daniel Masterson like from this. that '70s show like has now been found guilty yeah. on two counts of rape in a retrial. Faces up to 30 years <laughs> in prison. A jury found Danny Masterson guilty of two counts of rape Wednesday at his Los Angeles retrial. That '70s show actor faces up to 30 years in prison. The jury of seven women and five men reached a verdict after deliberating for seven days, seven spread days. over for two weeks. They could not reach a verdict on the third count, and Masterson rape a longtime girlfriend Oof. was voted eight to four. Eight to four after in two conviction weeks. After eight to two four. weeks. Wow. Thoughts on that? And the first trial, as we discussed in numerous times before, was yeah. a mistrial. Right. Well, it looks like that '70s show guy is going to be known by the time he's done with his sentence as that guy in his '70s. Wow. <laughs> Oh, man. That's what? pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, pretty he's good. pretty bad. That's why he's going to be in there until he's in his <laughs> 70s. That's rough. That's really rough. Is his fa- is his Tommy Chong father going to visit him? <laughs> I, I don't even know how to this answer This is that. horrible. I mean, I'm very disappointed in him. I got, I'm being serious for a second. I just realized just at this moment second. you watched that 70s I show. I loved that 70s show. I had show. no clue awesome. until this second. Really? I enjoyed that show. I thought Did it was you cool. really? Uh, dude, it's the 70s, bro. Dude. Got a light? Well, I guess uh, when that <laughs> 70s guy got into the year 2000. Yeah, he should problem. have stayed in the 70s. He was a lot safer. Yeah. So, uh, uh, we were so going awful. the holiday. Awful. Right? Yeah. So, way back, mm-hmm. um, for wrestling fans, uh, Teddy Hart, yeah. who's part of the Hart family, yeah. wanted to come on the Monty and the Farrow show. Sure. As uh, many people do. Sure. Um and Farrell was a big proponent of having He's Teddy a train Hart, wreck. Right? I wanted to have the train wreck on. And I passed, yeah. right? Because I was just like, hey, which, you know what? Which just, shocked me. Well, because I felt like he was an indie guy. And you know how okay, I, I got with you. the indie I thing, got right? You. I got you. But I'm watching this documentary. Oof. And um, I'm thinking to myself, we're going to ask this to D'Lo, too, because what is up with the wrestling industry? This guy... So he he was ac- not accused of murder, but people did accuse him of murder, but not legally accused of murder. Okay. His, his, his training partner, his girlfriend disappeared. Uh, he was uh, okay. arrested for um, kidnapping, and uh, the list is long of right. charges, uh, as you can see, right? Sexual assault charges. There's, there's, there's so many charges. But my my right. point is, it's why does the wrestler feel like they have to work everybody? And you work someone to a point, like the girl who disappeared. Mm-hmm. He works her, and she had a drug problem, and oh. who knows what happened. Right. But the, my point is, is like, why do they continually work the the fan? They don't know any better. This is what they've been trained to do their whole lives, and then they can't they can't see the difference between reality or the gimmick, and then they just get carried away, and the next thing you know, everything's a gimmick to them. And to me, it's the boy who cried wolf, especially if you keep burning people the way this schmuck obviously did many times over. The gimmick gets stale, and now you're the boy who cried wolf. Nobody gives a shit about you. But what happened to simple morality? Sorry, but it's true. What what happened to simple morality? Simple morality? Well, what was the last time you saw that? Maybe when Reagan was in the White House? (laughs) (laughs) 
Like, I didn't have sexual this, relations with that this, cigar. This guy I mean, did what are not we talking? have a care yeah. about anybody that he has hurt along right. the way. Right. Whether using them for yeah. every dollar they had, yeah. using them for sexual practices, yep. using them for physical abuse. Right. And I'm thinking to myself, what is happening to society where these animals are roaming this planet? And hence why I did not want Teddy Hart on the show yeah. because. Honestly, yeah. I don't think I could hold my tongue. No, you wouldn't have Obviously, been I don't, right? Well, so. who would have told you to hold your tongue anyway? I might have had to hold your coat. No, I understand. <laughs> I understand. So, so be it. You but know, again, he's a train wreck. You, know, you, get, you, you and I have been doing the show for a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've met so many great oh, have wrestlers. We? Oh, have we? Um, and so many great stars. Right. Would it be B, C, D level stars? Right? Yeah. I'm not going to say Did a, you know we're approaching, we're getting close to 200 now? Guests? Wow. Over wow. all these years? Really? Yeah, we thought 100 used to be like, you know, oh, wow, 100. Right. Oh, way past that now. Icons. Yeah, legends. But how many of them, mm-hmm. not, I don't want to be too unfair, how okay. many of them tried to work us in the beginning? <laughs> to this day, I still expect to be worked. Don't you? It's really annoying. It's, it's beyond anno- annoying, and it's probably why we annoy them, because we're like, cut the crap, dude. We see right through your nonsense, and that's usually what kind of ticks them off, because we're not falling for it. Like these poor people you mentioned, what is wrong with society? It's not just the fact that you got an animal like this doing what he's doing to right. people. What's wrong with people falling for this crap? Because they've, look, if you're a wrestling he's fan. He's a wrestler! Yeah, but I mean, if you're a wrestling what are you falling fan, for and someone's for? part of the Hart family, Right? right? Bret Hart, you know, Owen Hart. What it's about like, Amalicious Hart? Does anybody ever talk about Amalicious? <laughs> well, clearly not. Amalicious used to pick up the beers on Saturday night for the rest of the Hart. It gets no love whatsoever. It gets no love. No love it's whatsoever. It's hard to be the black sheep Poor of the family. Amalicious Hart. <laughs> First of all, where'd you come with the name Amalicious? Uh, somewhere in the uh, attics of my mind. I would th- like to thank the band that sings the theme song for Monty and the Pharaoh and Jimmy uh-huh. Farrow, along with his partner Bart Griggs, make up the band Wisteria Hall. Bart Man! Wisteria Hall sings such great songs as In My Dreams, This Life, Not Far Behind, Here Comes a Rain. You can find their music on the Wisteria Hall YouTube page. Find it. Locate it. Download it on Spotify. Yeah. Apple Music or Reverb yeah. Nation. And while you're doing that, while you're doing that, go to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Straight Monty to. and Nefaro, mm-hmm. right? Go to the Monty and Nefaro YouTube page. Hit yeah. that like and subscribe. That's right. Go to the Monty and Nefaro Facebook Live page. Right. Right. Hear us on iHeartRadio. Become Spotify. a member. Member, 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 member. Where Anchor. you get the hot mic feature that the Farrell can't see. There you go. There we go. All right. Anchor. Anchor. Uh, the Monty and Nefaro Twitch TV page. I'm twitching. We're like everywhere. We, we are. Monty and Nefaro. If you're lucky enough to live in New York, catch us on Channel 115 every Tuesday at 9.30 p.m. and every Saturday at 11.30 a.m. I'm lucky enough. And Channel 20 at 7 on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Can't wait to catch myself. Where over 150,000 people see us weekly where they will see the future Hall of Fame at D'Lo Brown in the reduced version of the show that you are watching now. Abbreviated, condensed. All different. You're always shrinking it to the point of like water shrinkage. And most importantly, we are on a new network, right? Intuitive. Spelled I-N-2-I-T-I-V-E. So this, this network is a free app, guys. Again, go download it. It's got movies. It's got documentaries. It's got Monty and the Pharaoh. Right, it's an awesome app. You get to see these these 
I, I was watching it over the weekend, and it's like these documentaries they have on there are so effing cool, man. Yep. They're so badass. And yep. then you see these movies that you never even heard, like some you haven't even heard of, and they're, they're friggin' off the hook. Intuitive. Get into it. I agree. There you go. We'll be right back with future Hall of Famer, who, been looking forward to this one, Mr. D'Lo Brown. We shall return in a moment. M&J Video Games and Collectibles. Sport and non-sport cards, wrestling items, autographed items. We buy, sell, and trade. M&J Video Games and Collectibles, located at 1049 Queen Street, Southington, Connecticut. Call us at 1-860-479-9223 or 860-93-GAMES. M&J Video Games and Collectibles. Sir? Ah. Manscape. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, have you tried the new equipment that's been sent? I'm afraid because it says Weed Whacker. <laughs> I'm scared. Maven, Manscape. What are you thinking about Love Manscape, it. dude? You Love it. What do you use it for? Necessity. What, what don't I use it for? Put it this way. The only hair <laughs> I have on my entire body is these eyebrows yeah. that oh. you see. These wow. caterpillars racing to the middle of my nose. That's it. <laughs> that is it. That's all, that's all I have. And that's all I want. That's the so pick. manscaped there's a must. We were talking before the show. There's nothing worse than just hair. Yeah. Right? Hair on a woman, hair on a man. It's just bad. Absolutely. And it's the one thing that the older I get, it starts growing more in unwanted areas. Absolutely. I hate it. I'm going to ask you a question. Uh-oh. Just going to go out there. Oh, boy. Go for it. You're doing a deed. Yes. <laughs> Again, I don't want you out to admit this because we... As men, we try not to admit this, but if you're going to go oh, do a deed it. on a woman, I know would you rather have her be hairless or a little hair, racing stripe, or <laughs> racing stripe. full retro bush? <laughs> racing well, stripe. Retro bush is out. Yes, thank you. Retro bush is out. Yeah. Um, I don't mind a small, well-manicured landing strip. <laughs> Every now and then, if it's completely, and I'm talking like baby's ass bald, Mm. Then I, I start, where is that pedophilia line that I'm, that I'm, I don't, I don't wow. want to wander into that. That's very interesting. Like that. I never thought about wow. that. You're a smart dude. Holy yeah. shit. So if the landing strip is clean enough for the plane to go in smoothly, you're cool with that. If the landing strip is, has, like I said, well manicured, yeah. you yeah. can see both sides. It's not like blinking lights on both sides I, of that. Landing? I just don't, I don't want, <laughs> you know, I don't want the shrubbery going off into yeah. unwanted areas on that gotcha. as well. Gotcha. Oh, yeah, look but what you found. Ooh. I got to be all honest, gotcha. though. Hey, the, ah. the, the older I get, though, I don't, I think, I don't think I can be as... Uh, I as, found as, it! Have, I found have it! Have you ever gone down there and, like, just, like, you, she slowly brings down the underwear? Then what is... Retro. Absolutely. Retro. You're like, whoa. Wow. Yeah, like, I'm 46, like it pops out? Do you, like, walk out, or what do you do? No, I, try, I muster through. I muster up the courage to get through. He's a trooper. Yeah. He's a trooper. Got to give him an A. Yeah, not, all, not all heroes wear capes. Yeah, I, there you no, go. I hear you. Uh, <laughs> there you listen, go. I couldn't say it. I couldn't say it. Well, if you have the same beliefs as Maven does, Manscaped could help you. Absolutely. The weed whacker. Absolutely. What are you thinking? I'm thinking that I may have to, like, you know, go in a room, close the door, and hang out with the weed whacker for a little while. Yeah, I think you're a retro guy, aren't you? I like 70s adult films, if that's what you're getting at. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, well, with that, Ron we're going to take a quick Batman. commercial break, and we'll be back with this wrestling icon, Maven. We will see you in a drop kick second. Uh -oh. Drop kicks. 
All right, welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty Nefaro, seen only here out of the great indie music TV straight out of Long Island. Why are you looking up in the air? I'm looking around at indie music TV. It's wow. a lovely scenario. It's a lovely place. It's lovely here. We're welcoming future Hall of Famer, Mr. D'Lo Brown. D'Lo, how are you, sir? What's going on, fellas? I got to tell you, it's hard to follow that Manscaped commercial. That's all I'm going to put out there. Just one time. <laughs> yeah. That's hard. It's hard to follow that. <laughs> Where's your landing strip, D'Lo? <laughs> it's right over at Henry International Airport right here in Las Vegas. <laughs> the plane. Oh, my God. Hey, so, D'Lo, you kind of heard our little uh, shtick here between me and the Pharaoh about mm -hmm. wrestlers and working the public. And what are your thoughts on that whole thing? Am I out of line with those comments? Um, to some degree, because in a, in a lot of ways, before the internet, we were always taught to keep who we are and our personal life separate. And then now it's more accessible. And, and to me, I like keeping my anonymity of who I am. Now, I don't try to work people. I don't try to pretend I'm something I'm not. Um, but also, we talked about bad guys in this industry. And, and I think it's unfair because... Um, yes, there are some bad apples in this business. But I think it's the they're the vocal minority and then we all get a bad rap because of the handful of guys do idiotic things sure sure i can see that dealer i gotta tell you i really enjoyed your work as an announcer back in the day with impact um any chance you could go back to that at some point doing announcing again um, what there's i really enjoy doing it and and there have been some discussions about doing some other stuff i still do um some color commentating out here on the west coast for you know, like FSW or there's a company in uh, um, Colorado called uh, Rocky Mountain Pro that I do some work for. Sure. So I enjoy talking. I love talking. I, people tell me I've got a good voice for it. I frankly can't stand hearing the sound of my own voice, but I, I love talking about wrestling. Did you used to practice your promos in the mirror for a guy who doesn't like the sound of his own voice? Were you forced to? Hell you know? yes. That's okay. what you're supposed to do. I, I in the rearview mirror of my car while driving on, on the highways. Awesome. In, in, my, in my bathroom, screaming as soon as I get out of the shower. You got to practice your promos. You got to practice the way to talk. If you can't talk, um, you can't be in pro wrestling. Did, you, did your wife ever say, like, D'Lo, you suck. You got to really, you gotta <laughs> really work. That's... Wow, that's rough. <laughs> Everybody who, who knows me tells me I suck, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That is rough. Well, I don't think you suck. All I, I was just taking my personal experience because anytime I do something, my you wife suck. makes sure she goes out of the way you to tell me how I suck, suck at it, no matter oh, what it is. Suck. Cutting the lawn normally, or whatever. Normally you, lawn. normally you suck is code phrase for shut the hell up. I don't want to hear you talk. Wow. <laughs> Dropping wow. some knowledge. <laughs> no wonder you wore a chest so, protector. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. D'Lo, I got to ask you, you started your career, let's go back to the, uh, you know, way way back in uh -huh. the beginning, kind of. You started your career with the gangsters. Now, yeah. we were fortunate enough to have New Jack in the studio many times, and we had the gangsters together, too. Mm -hmm. uh, to me, very disturbing that New Jack passed away so young. Um, can you share yeah. thoughts and your relationship with New Jack for the audience? Uh, I, I will tell you, to this day, Jack is is... Um, he's, he owns a large part of my heart. Like he, he brought me into his group that was already established down in Tennessee and brought me in. Like I was there from the beginning. 
Um, anytime I needed advice or anything, Jack was always there. To this day, I'm friends with Jack's wife. Um, when he passed, she sent me a suit that he wore um, at some function somewhere, and that's here in my house. So um, Jack, to me, is is the brother I, I, I didn't have and, and always wanted, and, and he sadly missed, and I, I can't believe he's gone. Do you ever think that the WWE Hall of Fame will actually show some uh, balls and acknowledge the great groundbreaking New Jack? I would, I would love that because if you can put a guy like Abdullah Butcher in who really never wrestled for the WWE, um, if you can put him in or the great Muda, um, you know, Jack was a revolutionary promo. He was as real as it gets. Oh, he yeah. was cutting edge and he changed the way people looked at wrestlers and the realism of what wrestling is. So for me, he, he owns a spot in the Hall of Fame. Do you cringe when you see some of these folks get into the Hall of Fame? Like, for example, Tori Wilson, as I look at my partner. Any thoughts on stuff like that? Now, you don't have to throw her my under the bus. Is, but. No, no. In general, my thing is I don't ever question why someone gets in the Hall of Fame. I, I literally, hey, you did enough for somebody somewhere. They right. appreciate you enough to bring you in the Hall of Fame. Um, right. You can only, and I try to only critique what the criteria is if, I may or may not get into the Hall of Fame. That's it. Hopefully, I did enough. You certainly did in my book. Uh, let's talk a little Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Uh, mm -hmm. Any thoughts on uh, Monty and the Pharaoh's good buddies from uh, PG-13, uh, Jamie Dundee and Wolfie D? Um, they were more USWA, but they would come into Smoky from time to time. And, and, you know, they were one of those first tag teams that were that high flyer, smaller guys mm. who wrestled bigger right. um and, and you never look at them like wow they're tiny guys i remember standing next to jc and Wolfie, and i'm like man on tv i always thought you were bigger than what you were because you wrestled bigger uh and down in memphis those were the hottest two guys other than lawler or dundee those were the two hottest guys out there and and man that mid-south coliseum rocked whenever they came out i mean i i remember going down to, to memphis one time with jack and we just went there and sat in the crowd. They didn't even know we were coming down. We just bought tickets and went and sat in the crowd. And PG-13 turned the lights out and was like, damn, we'd love to get in the ring with those two. What reeled in the audience on such a level over there for them? Was it Jamie's? Because I know Jamie can talk. What was it that got the crowd so into them? I, I literally think they saw, the people saw themselves in them. Okay. You know, so they could live vicariously through PG-13 because they look like, I hate to say they look your paper boy. They look like your guy who hooked your cable up. But then they would go out there with a hubcap and a chain and bust ass and, and beat people down. And and, and it, was, it was tremendous what they did. I mean, it had to be a combination of charisma and talk and just they look like me. So that the people in Memphis just, just rallied behind them. And maybe it was the underdog in them because right. they were smaller. I don't know. Right. It just, just – Could have been all those people, things. Like I told you – it's all those things, and they just they just locked onto them and loved them. So, I guess you ran across Jim Cornette a few times. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not a huge fan. Did you ever want to slap the crap out of that guy? <laughs> With his racket? Um, With his only racket. in the ring when I was booked to. Uh, but <laughs> I'm a, I'm a Cornette guy because okay. he's the guy who gave me my opportunity in wrestling. I mean, oh, he, he brought me to Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Yeah. Um. So, 
you know, I know there's everyone has an opinion about Jimmy. Either you love him or you hate him. Mm. I, I'm one of those guys where if it wasn't for him, I I wouldn't be here. You wouldn't be talking to me right now because he gave me that start. So, um, I have I got nothing but love for James E. Um, and and I know he's not everybody's cup of tea, but yeah, I love him. Do so, you, were you a big wrestling fan? You obviously knew who Jim Cornette was when you got there. Oh, so, huge wrestling fan, bro. I nine years old. I'm sitting there watching, you know, Dusty Rose getting mm. getting beat up, or the Rock and Roll Express fighting the Russians for the NWA World Tag Team Titles. I mean, I I go back to you know watching a little bit of late Harley Race and watching mm. Ric Flair. And, and dude, I, I mean, I am a wrestling fan since the time I was nine years old. And, and it right there is an image of me. Just when you see the image of me, think inside and look inside my mind. My nine-year-old self is laughing to his ass off because he can't believe he's doing this. That's so great. Wow. That is so great. What was the wrestler that got you going? Like, who, who was the one that lit the fire? Uh, it, it, you know, it was like guys like the Rock and Roll Express fighting the Russians, like I said. Or I was a grunt guy. Like, I loved Arn Anderson. I loved... Ron Simmons, I love Tully Blanchard, guys who weren't the flashiest of guys, but just went out there and just kicked ass. Greg Valentine? Those are the guys who drew me in. Greg Valentine? Uh, Greg Greg Valentine's another one, yes. There we go. There we go. I'll I'll, I'll go Northeast. I'll go Northeast because I grew up in Northeast, like watching Gorilla Monsoon and and Greg Valentine and, 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 hell, um, uh, Dino Bravo, guys like that. Those guys who weren't the flashiest guys. Just if you saw them in a bar, you'd be scared of them because you knew they can kick ass. Yeah, right. like Harley Race. I'm not fighting that guy. Hard, no yes. way. No way. So I know you have a degree yeah, in I, account. I, Good. Yeah. God, was, no, I'm saying Harley Race has been, has, been, has been long gone for some time. I still wouldn't mess with him. He'd come out of the grave and still no, kick my ass. No. no. All right, so don't I get agree. mad at me on this, Dilo. So we, we talk about this all the time. Don't start and with I, Harley. Don't I'm do it. I'm not starting with Harley. All I have to say is this. This guy. I was a WWE guy, right? So, mm-hmm. or WWF guy, old school. Yep. For some reason, I just never got Harley Race. Why? What was wrong with me? Explain what made Harley magic. Okay, so, and there was a, there's a fundamental difference between WWF and the old NWA. And WWF was glitz and glamour and showtime, where NWA was, you know, bingo halls and just fights and harley was a fighter he wasn't the most glamorous or spectacular or charismatic and that's why i don't think he really translated to the northeast and to the wwf crowd as well as he did with the nwa crowd which they expected that bar fight mentality interesting king harley king harley race got booed pretty heavily though he did a good job when vince asked him to king harley did because that was a he was a character at that point he wasn't just harley race right when it's just Harley Race, the, the white guy with the curly the curly fro, um, and just going out there and wrestling in, in a pair of tights, that's that's not the most exciting of, of, of wrestlers in terms of charisma. You know, and then you go to the King Harley, it's a whole different character. Right. So let, let me ask you this. Um, becoming a wrestling fan, back in the day, mm-hmm. there wasn't a lot of black wrestlers. How does a mm-hmm. black man get intrigued with pro wrestling when the majority of the wrestlers are white? Um, when I first started wrestling or started watching wrestling, it didn't. It never even came into my my forefront of 
there's a lot of white guys there or some black guys. And then I saw a guy like Ron Simmons. And then it dawned on me, there's a guy who looks like me who's out there winning and not just getting beat up like Rocky King or, you know, Coco Beware. Right. Um, right. So then I saw, I thought, you know, there's a guy I could be like, and if he can do it, why couldn't I do it? Mm. Um, and then you start just watching it and, and color to me goes out the window when you're watching the art of wrestling and the entertainment of wrestling. It's just fun. Uh, and, and, and I just fell in love with it. It was literally the thing I wanted to do since, since the time I was nine years old. Love it. So I know you have a degree in accounting, but can you tell mm-hmm. me what it was it like telling your parents, <laughs> hey, mom and dad, I'm not going to be an accountant. I'm going to be a pro wrestler. Oh, boy. Um, so it was, it, was, it, was, <laughs> it was not the easiest thing to, uh, to do because I was always taught education was a thing. Um, and, and it is, and, and it still is to this day. I just could not sit in a cubicle, um, with a suit and tie on. I was an athlete from the time I could walk. Um, and I wanted to, to, to explore what I was going to do. And I remember leaving my job. I, I worked there in New York city, uh, for a fortune 500 company. I remember taking two week leave of absence. I remember driving down from New York city to Morristown, Tennessee, <laughs> I never went back on those two weeks. I never went back for my two-week absence. Did you frog splash uh, your laptop on the way out the door? I threw it in the Delaware River. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) With that belt Austin tossed in the river. Excellent. Excellent. Right there next to it, bro. Right next. (laughs) Where do you think they got the idea from? There you go. (laughs) That's good. What? (laughs) Is your mom calling you like, what are you doing right now? Um, I, I'll just say it like this. I was not very encouraged. I was, oh, I was man. called every negative word in the planet. I was told I was going to fail. Um, I was a moron. What is an idiot? What am I thinking? I'm throwing my life down the drain. And a year later, those same people were asking for tickets to the Philadelphia Spectrum. So yeah, I think I, was, I did all right. I was going to say, did you send them your tax return after your first big paychecks from WI? I'm an accountant. I can do my taxes too. What do you think of that? I, 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 um, I let them know that uh, <laughs> their opinions were there, but they weren't needed and they, they weren't appreciated. That's awesome. Um, so you have two wonderful daughters, right? Uh, Bria, am I saying that correct? Bria, I have three. Bria, Peyton, and Harper. Okay, oh, so I'm going to focus on Peyton. Um, mm-hmm. I'm assuming you named her Peyton because you must love sweetness from uh, the Chicago Bears, would I be correct? That is completely 100%. Um, he is the reason I fell in love with the Chicago Bears. I saw that man run one time, and I was like, that's my guy, that's my team. And I, ironically, it was nine when I fell in love with them. Um, mm. and, and I've been a Bears fan ever since. Is it just me? Because to this day, I still want to smack Mike Ditka for not letting sweetness get a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Are you mad about that? Uh, uh, I was so mad about it. Uh, at WrestleMania 13, as I'm sitting there having a conversation with Walter Payton, I asked him, were you mad standing on the sidelines watching the refrigerator score touchdown when that should have been yours? Mm-hmm. And all he did was smile. There you go. There you go. He's so, too yeah, classy I'm, to till say. This, till this day, 
to this day, the most egregious thing to ever not happen in the Super Bowl is Walter Payton not getting a touchdown. It was sickening. I'm still mad about it, and I'm a Jet fan. Where does Payton rank in the all-time running backs? Ooh. Ooh. Um, and and, and, and I, there's a lot of things like offensive line, but I think if you put Walter Payton behind the Dallas Cowboys offensive line that Emmitt Smith ran behind, right? he'd have double the rushing yards of everybody. So I, I think Emmitt Smith is a product of a great offensive line. Um, I put in in no particular order. It's like Barry Sanders, Gale Sayers, Walter Payton. They're all right there. How about like Jim Brown? Who revo- who and recently... Jim Brown's another one. Right. People who revolutionized the running back position and, and were like, you know, that bell cow running back that we haven't seen in, in the NFL in 20 years. Am I out of line with this statement? Uh, I was talking to Farrow about this last week after Jim Brown's passing, and I was always a huge Jim mm-hmm. Brown fan. But in today's NFL, would a Jim Brown or Walter Payton be just a very good running back instead of a great running back? Um, yeah, they'd all be serviceable and good because the league has moved away from it, and they're not relying on one guy to tote the rock 35 times. Right. Um, you barely – you're lucky to get 20 touches of running back in, in today's NFL because, right. you know, today's NFL is about getting the ball down the field through the pass because they want to put up points. And back when when Sayers and Brown and Peyton were running, it's about let's grind it out three yards in a cloud of dust. Let's just win the game, you sure. know, 7-14-7. Right. Where now they want to win 28-7 and, and, and they just want to, you know, get up the field. So I, I think a, a, a guy like Walter Peyton today would just be – above an above average back because of his lack of usage basically the running back like a larry zonka doesn't exist anymore no that guy is i I don't think that guy ever comes back i don't think that that running back ever ever returns too bad too bad i i i love that game i love i love that while we're still on football because I got to get it in. Oh, boy. You know what's coming. Yep. Another mm-hmm. jinx. Any, uh, I, I'm not going to say the, the name of the game. Okay. D'Lo, is there any <laughs> chance oh being lifelong Jet fans over here so you understand mm-hmm. the pain, okay? Maybe okay. you don't. Yep, yep, yep. Maybe you don't. Do we got any shot here with Aaron Rodgers to get to that certain game at the end of the year? Um, here's the thing, and, and as, a, as a Bears guy, Here we I go. can't stand we go. Aaron Rodgers. Oh, that's true. Um, that's true. Bears I can't Packers. stand, yeah. but yeah. Um, I have to respect talent. I don't care if I like you or not. I respect talent, mm-hmm. and and that guy can he can he can he can sling the rock, and he's good at what he does. Say it, D'Lo. Um, Keep going. You Keep going. You guys have brought in so a ton of weapons for him. You got yep. a stellar offensive line. Your defense was stout last year. Other than the AFC being stacked as hell, yeah, you still you guys have a legit chance to do some damage, and I'm I'm not gonna put a number on it. I'm not gonna Don't. say where you can go. Yeah. All I can say is you guys are going to be competitive, and it'll be the best Jets team you've seen since Namath. Wow! Except we have a coach. That can't handle we don't that know kind that. of talent. We don't know that yet. Just like you, you Tony Khan. Because, just like Tony Khan and AEW, what, what, you, do, you, you, you don't know what Salah can do because he's never had that kind of talent. Right. You can't judge right. him on, on the bag of balls he's been working with. Judge him on yeah. Hall of Fame talent yeah. after the season's over. I agree. And he has been working with a bag of balls. Well, have you uh, seen those quarterbacks? Yeah, so, 
I hope you're right. So, so I hope you're right. Judge him at the end of the season and go, yeah. okay, now I can see what Salah can do. Right. You know, it, it's hard to judge someone when they're running, you know, Division three college kids out there. I agree. I agree. Well, I really appreciate that answer, Dilo. You've given me hope. I'm sure he's going to just... No, Dilo's, Dilo's <laughs> going to get phone calls from me. He's be like, why does this Monty guy keep calling me? Because I just want to tell you, Salah sucks. Salah's <laughs> always going to come. Oh, boy, we got weekly updates. Oh, yeah. I'm going to get Dilo. What the hell were you talking about? You cursed us, didn't you? You jinxed us. Oh, man. Oh. Let Joe Namath coach him. <laughs> hey, All right. Don't let him drink on the sideline. Oh, oh no! I, I sure, I sure want to, I sure want to kiss you. Oh boy! Best proposal ever on TV. All right, let's talk WWE with the nation yeah. of domination, yeah. which, by the way, should be inducted into the Hall of Fame. How did that angle all come about, the nation? That's a Ron Simmons uh, idea from from minute one, and um, you know Ron was languishing around as as Farouk with the, with the blue helmet and the Spartacan outfit, and uh, he took some time off, and he'd come back and pitch the idea of, of this of a militant group, and then that's when they started assembling the cast. They brought in Crush and Savio and and PG thirteen and Clarence Mason, and then it was about surrounding Ron with as much as many good guys as possible and then fortunately i got brought into the mix as as you know in january 97 as as the bump guy because they had all these guys that were wearing suits and i don't know if you know but back when the nation first started it was clarence mason and a bunch of brothers wearing suits well those were all clarence's fraternity brothers so none of them were trained wrestlers so here you are you got this heel group getting all this heat on baby faces and ron can't be touched because he's a top guy Savio and Crush can't be touched because they're like the top tag team for the for the group. So bring in, take a bump, D'Lo, so I can take all the heat and, and the people can get even with me. D'Lo bump? Wait. Take a bump, D'Lo. Take a D- bump, D'Lo. D'Lo bump instead of me. Good Lord. D'Lo, because I have no life, right? I, I really got into the young. Because <laughs> I have no life. I mean, I got to be honest. <clears throat> Disclaimer. Big fan of the young rock. Last season... Um, yeah. The Rock gets involved with this guy, Chad Frost. And then eventually the dirt sheets come out. And everybody says this guy, Chad Frost, is Shawn Michaels, who's stabbing him in the back. Then they interview Shawn Michaels, and he claims he really never had interaction with Dwayne Johnson. Mm-hmm. What do you know about that? Were you involved there? Did you see that going on? Was there interaction? Was no. there not interaction? I I never saw any of that, and 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 you know when Rock first came in, I came in after him, so I didn't deal with that like any of that stuff, and then I never saw him and Sean really interact. It felt like two ships in a night because as as you know, Rocky got injured, then joined the Nation. Sean was kind of on his way out at that point because he had hurt his back. You know, he right. just had the, you know. He, he just had the incident with his back, and he had lost to Austin at Mania, and then he was kind of gone. And he lost his smile, too. So he lost his smile. He, yeah. he lost a few things. Yeah. Um, and so I, I never saw the interaction between the two of them like, like that. Um, but, hey, anything's possible. Like, I, I don't want, I don't want to, to speak on it because I didn't see it. I, I'm not going to say it didn't happen. I'm not going to say it did happen. 
I have no I have no clue. As a wrestling fan, would you consider that a missed opportunity that we never got to see The Rock and Shawn Michaels really uh have something? Yeah, I, okay. I, I would love to have seen The Rock as Rocky got over, mm-hmm. like big time become The Rock, and mm-hmm. and Michaels. Heck yeah, like that would have been that would have been awesome. It's a like, missed I just, opportunity. You think back as yeah. I believe it's a missed opportunity because you think as a fan. Here are these two charismatic forces coming together. That would have been something. Like, you could have headlined WrestleMania with that kind of match. Could have. Could yeah, have. for sure. Montreal screw job. Ooh. Work? Mm-hmm. Was it a work? I, I think it was a work. I always thought it was a work. Nice. Um, it, 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 it's very funny that there was a camera crew who just happened to be filming Brett that, that weekend. <laughs> He's got a point. Um, I mean, there was, there was too many, like... Like, I saw Vince after it happened in the parking lot, and he didn't look too worse for wear. The next day, he had a black eye. Now, hey, a black eye does swell up overnight. <laughs> but yeah, it does. <laughs> what? <laughs> Unbelievable. The next day, ow! <laughs> yeah, so wow. I, 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 was, I was in that locker room dressing, and I found it weird that they cleared the locker room, and then two minutes later, Vince comes staggering out. Eh, it is what it is. And then I Red Hart goes away but, for, like... Bret Hart goes away for like 13 years. That's part of the work, though. That's what always confused well, they me. Were, they were getting the money. But no. Let Good. I, that part, I, I can't figure that part of the work out. Thank you. Thank you. Because that confuses me. Well, I kind of think that maybe Vince couldn't afford his contract and got him a better contract because he had loyalty to him. I'm just amazed if it and is it, a work, how are they holding on to this secret for such a long time without someone finally <laughs> saying something? Nah. Well, if you, I know you don't like him, but if you listen to Jim Cornette, he explains the work several times. Ah. You're going to make me listen to Jim Cornette? Thanks a lot. Yes, I am. Damn. YouTube Damn. him. He explains the Montreal <laughs> Screwjob several no, times on the show. He, he's a great listen. It. I'll admit that. He's a great listen for sure. How about the click? Were they as bad as people claim they were? Nash, Hall, Triple H, Michaels? And once again, I was right on the on the tail end of it because that's when Hall and Ash had gone down to WCW. So when I was there, it was only uh, Pac, Sean, and Trips. That was the click. And okay. they were they were you know I had no issue with them. They were cool as hell to me. Probably because I had Ron Simmons standing behind me, so that made life easy. You think it's the Razor Ramon uh, ingredient that may have made the click what it was in some ways? It could have been a combination of Razor and, and, and Diesel because they were they were two grown children and they were allowed to be because that, that right. they were good at what they were doing. So right. they, they, they had control of the locker room. Do you consider yourself fortunate that you came in on the tail end of the click to not deal with the nonsense? I will say I consider myself fortunate to have been there in the time when I got there and had as much fun as I could, yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. This is never easy to ask about, but let's give it a shot. Uh, I'll never forget watching this live. I do believe it was May 23rd, 1999. I don't have that date off, you know, on paper here, but uh, the over-the-edge mm-hmm. pay-per-view, the loss of Owen Hart. Can you, yeah. uh, can you explain what it was like that night for yourself and the locker room? Just take us through that mm. terrible evening, if you can, please. Man, uh, that that night still cuts th- through me like a razor. I can I can I can see every I can see everything that happened that day. I remember seeing Owen before he went to go up top, and I'm lucky 
I'm one of the lucky ones I got to wrestle before the incident because I don't know if I could have gone to the ring after. I can tell you that for God's honest truth. Um, I remember Godfather went to the ring and then the blazer music hit and next thing I know, King comes running in the back because I hear the crowd gasp and I don't know what happened. And I remember King running in the back and he was white as a ghost. And the only thing he said was, I, I, I think he's dead. And we're like, who? And it was Owen. And I was, oh, God, no. And man, that, like, that night still hurts me. Like, it, it's, I, I lose, I'm literally, I, can, I lose words when thinking about it. I can barely even talk about it. It's, it's, it was like losing the brother, a brother. It was like losing a friend. It was losing a confidant. It was losing the heartbeat of the locker room because the locker room was never the same afterwards. Take me through Vince McMahon. How quickly did he react once this happened? And how quickly did he switch into a leadership role? Or was he already in one right at that terrible moment? The, within seconds, Vince had to take control because that's his ship. He's the captain. And within seconds, he had, he had, to, make, he had to make a rough decision. Because, you know, people are like, how did you keep going on? No one had ever been to anything like that before. So it was it was unprecedented territory. Vince did the best he could do. Um, was it right? Was it wrong? It, that's not for me to judge. I just know that he took control of the situation. And from that point forward, he was all there for, for Owen, for his, for his family, and for whatever they needed. Can I ask you this? And it's not easy probably for you to answer this, but would Owen want you guys to continue that show? Because I've heard all these things over the years. What would Owen Hart have probably said to you guys? I think Owen would have, I think Owen would have said, let's just, let's keep going. Um, let's just go. I, I, I think the entertainer in him, the worker in him, the, the talent in him would have just wanted the fans not to have missed out on the rest of what they had already paid for. Was there a meeting the night after with you guys to discuss the tragedy? And was it? Uh, yeah, was we had talked. We talked about it, and then um, we were told um, that we were all going to fly to Calgary because the funeral happened within four or five days. So we. We literally flew from, we flew home. It was Kansas City, then St. Louis. Flew home, packed a bag, and next thing we were all on the flights to Calgary. Uh, like within 48 hours, we were all headed towards Calgary for the wake and for, for all the other, everything else that went with it. When, when, the show, when the show was decided to continue, was there anybody that was very loud against continuing? Not that I remember. I think everyone was just somber. Um, and it was, you know, I mean, you saw, like, for example, Jeff Jarrett and, 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 and Deborah were literally in tears. And that wasn't just on film. That was everyone with the back was like that. So that was just a continuation to be back there. Uh, I don't remember anyone. And it's all really, you know, that part's a blur. I don't remember anyone all saying or anyone saying, let's stop this. Let's stop this. It was kind of like just more of what the hell's going on kind of thing. How does it make you feel all these years later when you hear people with heavy opinions as to how could they continue? Does, does that anger you? Like you weren't there. Why don't you just shut your little keyboard fingers? I mean. 
my thing is you weren't there, you weren't in the in the moment, and I don't know anyone out there who's critiquing it who's made a multi-million dollar decision to continue or not to not to continue within seconds. And I don't know how many people out there who have that ability to make that decision. Um, so here's the thing is, if you weren't there, then just, just let's just keep our opinions to ourselves at this point. That's fair enough. So when you see something like Dark Side of the Ring, does that bother you? That they, you know, they start pointing fingers of things should have been done differently? Digging up the dirt? Uh, you're going to get two sides of every story. Uh, I I focus on Dark Side of the Ring when they're talking about Owen and and, and his life and times, as opposed to we could they could have done this differently, or you know, this rigging company should have done that. Um, I I like focusing on what I like to remember about Owen: is his smile, his 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 practical jokes, and his laugh, and his life, and and that's where I kind of I just stop right there. Fan Don the Barber has a question. He says, was Ahmad Johnson close to match strength in the gym with Mark Henry? No, hell no. No, Mark Henry is the strongest thing I've ever seen on this planet. Man or beast. Uh, there, there's, there, there's, 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 it's a whole different level of strength. Okay. Um, there are very few people who could, who could come close to whatever Mark Henry did. I mean, that's just – I've seen Mark Henry take – 18-inch piece of rebar and bend it in a bow tie and hand it to somebody. No. Mm -mm. I wasn't going to bring up the Ahmad Johnson thing, but since a fan asked it, what was the problem with Ahmad Johnson that you guys all seem to dislike about him? Um, I don't think he had much respect for the business. I don't think he had much love for it. He just, I think maybe it was a way of making money. I don't know, but he never just he never clicked with a lot of guys in the locker room and just rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, and and he had I think he had a higher opinion of himself than the rest of the locker room did. I can't tell if you're describing Ahmed or Goldberg. Hey, all right there. <laughs> boy, oh boy! All right, bang tell bang! You. Let me get my gun. Let's shoot here. <laughs> Bill, you all right? <laughs> Was Ahmad dangerous in the ring, though? Uh, he was. He was very unsafe. Very unsafe. Uh, and I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't pull punches on that because, as someone who's been in the ring and had an accident, uh, and and it was a complete accident, I never ever tried to take liberties on somebody in the ring, and I can't say the same about him. I was. I was there at the Nassau Coliseum. That terrible night happened between you and Draz mm -hmm. and. I can only imagine what you have to deal with, right? I mean, mm -hmm. I wouldn't wish that upon anybody. Um, how were you able to come to grips with that throughout your life? Because you know, it certainly is a difficult situation. Well, I mean, it, is, it was hard. In fact, I, I quit wrestling. Like, I was done. I literally went home and got on my couch and called Jim Ross and I quit. I'm done. I can't do this anymore. And then um, luckily he gave me a little time to sit and think. Um, and then I, you know, talking with Draws and visiting with Draws and then having Jim Ross call me and, and, and tell me it's it's like playing football. I mean, we all go into this knowing that 
it's not ballet and, and something can happen. And, and unfortunately, it happened then. Um, and, and the funny thing about it, Draz and I have watched it back together. We still can't figure out what went wrong that night. Um, we had done the running powerbomb a hundred times on shows all around the country. Never an issue. And that one night, just something went wrong. And uh, going back to the conversation with Jim Ross, he, he, you know, talking to me, he goes, you know, it's a shame that one career had to end. Let's not make it two. Mm-hmm. And why don't you wrestle your career in honor of Draws and wrestle for him and with, you know, for him. And that was, that's what I did after that point. I, I, I muscled through it. And, and I, 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 my career was from that point, it wasn't just mine. It was mine and his. Were you afraid of competing after that? I mean, it's the slight, the slight game of inches, for God's sakes. Obviously, I mean, were you like you know tentative about getting back in the ring and, and bumping and doing all the things you do? It took me a minute because yeah, I was I was gun shy for a little bit, um, but then I, I I just went back down to a, a couple wrestling schools in South Florida and rolled around and just started getting that feel back, and you know, and and then it helped. Like I said, sitting there and watching with draws going, what happened? I don't know. Can you see anything? I don't know. So you, it was just an, uh, an unfortunate mistake, an accident that happened. And, you know, from that day, I've never done the running powerbomb again because I was like, you know what? If I can't figure out what went wrong, I'm never right. going to do it again. Yeah. And so I've never done the running powerbomb from that day forward. And if you take that out of the equation, then I just went and wrestled and had fun. Did you go looking for draws right away after the, uh, you know, in the hospital and stuff? Or were, how does oh, that I work? Was, where... I, was, I was in the, I literally was in the back. I waited for him when he went, when he got on the gurney. Um, where's he going? What hospital? I was in the hospital within, I mean, the arena wasn't empty. There was still, the show was still going and I was in the hospital with him. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure he appreciated that deal and, uh, you know, I'm glad you were able to get past it, at least for the wrestling fans and for yourself. Thank God. Um, uh, yeah. A lot mm. of things have happened in the last couple of years, especially in the WWE. Vince McMahon, mm-hmm. uh, we're huge fans of Vince McMahon um, in so many different ways. Uh, he's been some good and bad, right? Some sexual accusations, mm-hmm. had to set, step down. He's now sold his company for a billion dollars mm. or, or let me say merged, use the proper term. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us your thoughts on Vince McMahon, the promoter and the human being? As a promoter, I mean, he's the greatest thing since Ringling Brothers. He found something and was able to market it to the world in a way that no other promoter has ever done since. And quite frankly, probably will never be able to, to duplicate. I mean, he found a way to take wrestling from the smoky bars of the Northeast and take it to every corner of the globe. I mean, that's that's impressive. He was able to create or be part of creating hundreds of characters that resonate to, to, to people till this day. Um, that That's amazing unto itself of the promoter. Um, when it comes to the man, hey, even the best of us are flawed, and and he he, he proved that he's not he's not perfect. You really call you really come across as a really good human being and well thought out. Would you uh would you give that credit to your parents and your upbringing? 
Oh, that, that's my that's my mom, and my grandparents. Uh, I was I was always taught education from day one. Speak like you've been there before. Speak articulately. You know, it, let no one have the ability to 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 cut you down in any other any way. Let your actions speak for you instead of people judging you on who you, what you look like or how you how you speak. So, um, my my mom, my grandparents, I, I give them all the credit in the world. All right, we're going to hit you something called the Pharaoh's final question. Um, unscripted. Okay. He may ask you oh, here we go. what underwear you wear, I would what not. kind of sandwich oh, you eat. Oh. I don't know. I'm not going to ask him what uh, kind of underwear he wears. I don't know. I don't Jeez, know what you're going to ask. This is unbelievable. Fruit of the Loom or Hanes? <laughs> Commando. <laughs> Commando. <laughs> wow, let's get froggy. Unbelievable. Hey, that's where you think the frog splash came from. There we go. There we go. <laughs> We're all over it. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. D'Lo, who's the greatest European champion of all time? <sighs> That's you. That's <laughs> talking myself. That, thank That's you. That's talking myself. There, there we go. If you could I, change. I never like putting myself over. I never like putting myself over. That's talking myself. If, if you could change anything in your booking back in the Attitude Era, what would you have done to make your character even more of what you thought would work for it. Uh, never be involved with Tiger Ali Singh. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Hey, all right. Okay. All right. Well, I got to ask you the question, and we're going to let you go. Thank you again, by the way. What an honor it is to have you on oh, the yeah. show. Yes. Uh, incredible human being. Thank you so much. Uh, Donna Barbara asked, you worked with both. Who would you take up in a fight, Ron Simmons Whoa. or New Jack? Oh God, neither. I'm running from both. Yeah. Look nope. in the dictionary. If you look next next to the word "man" in the dictionary, there's a picture <laughs> of Ron Simmons. Okay. There's a picture of Ron. Yeah. New Jack. A fight was never over with New Jack until New Jack said it was over. Like he could come from the grave right now and fight. So I don't want to fight either of them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hiding right behind you. There I got, we go. Excellent. Now so I have I'm to ask. Oh, you're hiding behind us? Wait a minute. <laughs> Don't, he run. can't even run. Forget <laughs> it. What are you talking about? So the first time I met New Jack in studio, oh, I, 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 I said to Farrell, he love looked him. through me like I was glass. <laughs> scared him. And I'm like, <laughs> this guy's like kind of scaring the crap out of me. Was that the mm -hmm. gimmick, New Jack, or was, was there he, no gimmick in New he, Jack? Was he working him or was he just being New Jack? Okay, the the line between New Jack and Jerome Young right. was razor thin. Yeah. And yeah. they were both the same person, but yet if you knew Jerome and he was if you got in his good graces, you got to see the other side of Jack. Yeah. And and yeah. and that's the side that I love. Like I got to see Jerome Young and that's the side that that's my brother. Now New Jack, I wanted him when we were going through those damn, you know, High school arenas in Tennessee and Kentucky. I need New Jack there. I need Jerome. There you go, <laughs> sir. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we can't thank you enough. Wish you the best. Where can fans see you uh, in upcoming weeks, months? Uh, well, first of all, let me say thank you guys for having me on. I appreciate it. It's fun. I enjoy being on here talking. Um, just follow me on Twitter at Brown 75 
I say I was the only verified dealer, but for eight ninety nine, you could buy buy verifications. So anybody can be verified nowadays. Um, I I have a Twitter I'm, account that says Delo Brown, the real Delo Brown. So there you go. We got a Delo for sale. See, there you what go. What's going on here? So if if you follow me at Delo Brown at Delo Brown seventy five, you'll know exactly where I'm at. I'm doing a little freelance work for Impact Wrestling again. Uh, I'm over doing autograph signings all the time, all around the country. Um, just come out and see me. Say hi. Uh, very approachable, and, and I'll probably talk to you about the Bears for two hours. Oh, there you there go. go. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the great deal, O'Brown. Thank you, sir. Thank Hello. you for joining us. Appreciate you, gentlemen. Thank you. Thanks, D'Lo. Thank you, guys. Wow. That's that good, was, right? I, I, he rules. That was fantastic. That guy's, a, that guy's a true gentleman. Yeah, he is. He is. But, you know, I, I don't think I expected anything differently, to be honest with you. I wasn't sure what to expect, but I'm quite pleased. And he was like the E in entertainment even back then. The guy oh, was entertaining as could absolutely. be. Absolutely. And I got I got that question you asked about him announcing again. Yeah, I yeah. really he enjoyed it. WWE would do well if they brought him in as announcer. He did a, he did a really good job. I think he would be great. Who's he Who's he replacing? Who are we firing? We gotta fire somebody. You're fired. Wow. You're fired. That's a good question. Yeah. Oh, well, you know what? Why we even say WWE? AEW. What do you mean? Excalibur is award-winning. What are you talking about? Exactly. What do you mean? Exactly. Yeah. Why wouldn't you want a tenured guy like that announcing? And if you were smart, Tony yeah. Khan, mm -hmm. you would have him book an agent for you. Yeah, that would be intelligent. But so would be a five-minute segment every week with Monty and the Pharaoh interviewing wrestlers on the show. Does, and giving them a hard time. Does the nation get, and then getting beat up. Does the nation get what? into the Hall of Fame? They should. I think at some point they, they probably will at some point down the road. You, you can't keep overlooking them. But then again, they overlook a lot of others. So I guess when Vince gets the win, or maybe Triple H makes a push for it, it'll happen. Impact is faction. Well, from, from that time period, they made a nice indentation, didn't they? I thought that they were fantastic. I think that almost the sands of time now, it's like, you know, I think you need to recognize them. Because the sands of time are, you know, be in the sands of time. Hurry up and do it already. That's a good point. I mean, what are you waiting for? You got Tori Wilson in there. Again, like I'm everybody, we're that. honored every Thursday for you guys joining us. Um, again, you are watching Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty Nefaro. Catch us on the Monty Nefaro YouTube page. Catch us on the Monty Nefaro fake Facebook Live page. Here's some Monty. Facebook? It's more like Facebook, but yeah. Facebook, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Catch us on where all audio is and on the new network, Intuitive. Spelled where I-N-2-I-T-I-V-E. You got that down, brother. Get into it. And again, I'm telling you guys, it's a free app. It literally takes nothing. Just download it on your phone. Get it on Roku. They've got so many different things on there. Documentaries, yep. movies, yep. comedies, comedy Stuff. There's just so much stuff, and most importantly, the flagship show. The flagship show. Here we go. Monty and the Pharaoh. Brother. Again, I want to thank the great D'Lo Brown, that future awesome. Hall of Famer, one of the greats of all time. Everybody knows who D'Lo is. Again, I want to thank everybody who joined us tonight. We love you. We will see you next Thursday. Abe, another great job producing. Way to go, Abe. Thank you again. Way to go. This has been Mike Monty. This is the Pharaoh. You've been watching Monty and the Pharaoh. And until next week, later.